Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 306 for the week of May 17, 2014. I'm Chris Privetier here from RP Gamer, along with two other RP Gamers for you. Two others you may not recognize because they're not normally on, except for this week when one of them was on. First off, Cassandra Ramos. Hello. Hi, Strawberry Eggs herself. Are you currently a forum admin? Yes, that yeah. I am. Still. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we haven't burned her out yet. Uh, also with us <laughs> from a live battlefield in, in, I don't Eorzea, Phil Willis. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of... See, you told me you got to have a wrestling song. Yeah, no, you're right. You got I, your I song. Get a, I, I yeah. got my song now. You got your song. To- yeah, buddy. <laughs> I am a See, I listen. Eorzean. See, you're playing go. 14, right? Blasting all things away. You're sure. mining as we speak, aren't you? That's right. I, I, gotta, I hear gotta, it. Bing. Gotta, gotta Bing. earn my credits. <laughs> gotta earn those credits. What, Anna? No, his night elf. He doesn't have. It's it's Final Fantasy. <laughs> Anna is in the peanut gallery in the other room. She's just chiming in. She's too ill to podcast, or so she claims. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. So. I don't know what she's doing. She's just being lazy. Everybody send bad juju emails to Anna complaining that she's too lazy to walk to the other room. She claims she's sick, but she's she's enough to pay attention and chime in. So we've got a show for you this week. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. If you are joining us live in the chat room, we really appreciate you, like RJ Kuntin and Funitman, just to name a couple. Um, we've got... Uh, that chat room up every morning. Every morning. Every Well, the chat room's up all the time. It's Pound RP Gamer on Espernet. That's with IRC for the kids who aren't used to IRC. Just look it up. Internet Relay Chat. It's it's a thing. Um, we have a, a live chat room that we go during the show in that uh, RP Gamer room. You can join it really easily. RPGamer.com slash live every Saturday morning when we do the show. That's at uh, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. And that's what we're doing right now. Um, and apparently Funitman ordered uh, the Bizarre Adventures of JoJo and they sent him the Japanese version instead. Good job, Funitman. So hmm. uh, let's have a show, peeps. So we you, we like to start up for you two, Phil. You haven't been on in a long time. Like but I listen eons. all the time. Okay, well that's I, I'm good. I'm always listening, man. You I'm been a big fan. Eons. Big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Big fan. I, I think you were listening before you even joined the site. Um, well, yeah, 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 and that's you know like my first two weeks on the site, I was like on the show for a while. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I was surprised. Was I was listening to your weeks. show. I was listening to show like ten shows ago or something. You guys were like, "Yeah," re- re- you were like reminiscing. Remember, like in like in RPG Cast number one hundred twelve when Phil was on and he said this and this and this. I'm like, "How do you guys remember that?" I don't remember that. I said it. I, I don't, don't remember. remember it. I don't remember. I don't even remember uh, saying that two weeks ago. <laughs> it was like ten weeks ago. I don't like I ten don't, shows ago or I so. I don't remember anymore. Yeah. What show are we on? What what number show is this? This is three oh six. I think it's like your 300th. Maybe it was only six shows ago. Because I think y'all were like going back and yeah, it was like your 300th. No, I remember and, doing that. I just don't remember yeah. saying anything about you. It, it, oh, yeah, you did. It's okay. creepy. <laughs> I'm glad we could creep you out. It did. Absolutely. I feel like people are stalking me. Well, okay. Taking notes on me. Creepy. Well, we are. I mean, we've got a database with notes on all the podcasts. No, we don't. Apparently you do. <laughs> That, that's what creeps me out. <laughs> Do I creep you out? I don't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. Do you guys remember what I said like 150 oh, shows I got ago? The wrong. 
our note document. I have to update that. That's the wrong link to the news. Okay. So yeah. um, let's start off with what we've been playing. I have not really had a chance to play much since Tuesday. So uh, the two things that I kind of been playing a lot lately, uh, Diablo 3, because OMG, they've got a big event going on where they've like doubled the legendary drop rate. And it's like, woo, they're celebrating the, uh, what is it, the second birthday of Diablo 3 since it came out May 15, 2012. And it is is now, wait, is that all it was? Yeah, May 15, 2012. And so they've got a big old event going on where they're doubling the legendary drop rate and they're dropping more riff fragments. And I'm getting legendaries coming out the butt. So Diablo 3 is totally, I'm playing that. And then, uh, I don't know if you're into that at all, Phil. Are you? No? Uh, Diablo 3 rocks. Yeah. I mean, with this expansion, it is just mind-blowing. I have a lot of friends who played Diablo 3 when it came out, and they did a few runs, or they got to the you know tournament level 1 or whatever, and they quit because you were just running the same things over and over again. Mm-hmm. But I go back to every single one of them and say, you need to buy the expansion, you need to play it, you need to get back into Ooh. it because it's a whole new ball game. I should start farming something right now, shouldn't I? Yeah. It's, yeah, far, far, far right now, That's what I'm show, doing. I'm farming. Yeah. I'm farming. I'm doing it, you're, man. You're mining. You're mining in mining. Yeah, I, we'll I'm talk not about that in a minute. Subscribe to that. I gotta. I gotta get that onto my PS4. Um, what's what's? Uh, oh, the other thing. The other thing. Mario Golf. Mario Golf came out, and I've been playing that. And I don't know if I talked about this at all on Tuesday. I must have. I guess you did. I, huh? Yes, you did. I did. Okay, so it's still Mario Golf. I'm liking it more. Um, and it's, it's so fun and relaxing to play. And then there's items and you use fireballs and you're like, this is going to totally make my shot awesome. And then you find out that the fireball makes your ball bounce up in the air really high and you like way overshoot the hole and you're like, oh my gosh, that ruined everything. OMG, what am I going to do? And then you play with gold Mario and you get a bazillion coins at the end. So Mario (laughs) golf. Awesome. I need to start some RP gamer tournaments, but I think I said that on Tuesday too. So I'm, I'm. Yeah, 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 that you did. You were saying that, I, yeah. Um, so you're I'm really a, enjoying it then? Yes, I am enjoying it, and I want to play yeah. it more, and it's it's growing on me. I, I didn't think I would like it as much as Hot Shots, and I don't know if I still do, but it, it's grown on me a lot more than I thought at, at first blush. So I don't know. Cassandra, have you played anything new since Tuesday? Uh, Nope, just more Pokemon, Pokemon and, and Bravely <laughs> Default. Yep. <laughs> well, that's what you said you were going to do, so that's good. Yeah, pretty much. You, you kept up with it. I think I said I would do some other things, which I didn't do. So I feel like, oh, oh, I've been playing one other thing. I got like, oh. um, I was up all night with a stomach ache this week. And so I played like a bazillion matches of Magic 2014 on my iPad. Oh, and it looks so pretty too. It's so good. And the I what I didn't know that they had in this game, because I hadn't put enough time into it, is these crazy theme decks. Every deck has this insane concept and it's so fun to play out the concept. Like the one yesterday was like, that I'm playing is is about getting 8,000 lands in like your first five turns and then you summon these like 14 cost creatures that demolish your opponent and make them sacrifice cards every time you attack with them it's oh it's it's so cool so i'm playing these are decks i was never good enough to actually design when i played magic back in the day so it's cool to have somebody like make a cool deck and then i get to experience the fun of demolishing opponents with it so yay magic 2014 all right, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, Chris. I, I was a, I used to play back in the college days, and it would cost you a lot of money. And so eventually, I got out because it was just ended up being a, too big of a money sink. Uh, the, I played the PC game back in like the late, mid or late '90s. Um, Which one? The planes, there were the so many. Di- okay. The, the one that was kind of an RPG. Yeah, uh, that thing was so bad. <laughs> you know, it was half broken, but I still love that 
crap out of that game. But uh, this Magic 2014, I think one of the things I love the most is you have the uh, sealed deck tournaments, which they had in the expansion of that 1990s game or whatever have you. And that's really cool. Like you open up the – it's like you're opening up the cards and you get to look through each one mm-hmm. and build your deck and go through kind of a mock tournament. So I like that too. And it's all on your iPads for $10 or so. You unlock the cards, you go along, you can pay you a little bit more if you just want to unlock them faster. But uh, you're right. Well, it's you have just to totally pay every cool. time you want like a new fresh slot to start a new deck with too. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, that, that but I mean, sucks. <laughs> still going to be a hell of a lot cheaper than you know buying the real oh, cards yeah. yourself yeah. and yeah. stuff. So, uh, no, I'm with you. I totally wholeheartedly recommend that if you've liked Magic in the past and maybe you're not into it, grabbing that guy for your iPad. Uh, and I think there's probably like a PC on Steam stuff and version and stuff. It's, but it's oh, no yeah, brainer. Oh yeah, a Steam one. Yep. Yeah. Um. I yeah. Uh, I'm wondering where this magic stuff's going to go because they're competing against all these free-to-play card games now, like Hearthstone and soon to, well, maybe Hex. Uh, Apparently Wizards of the Coast is suing Hex now. Um, I think we talked about that (laughs) Tuesday. (laughs) Um, But I'm wondering where magic is going to go next. Are they going to bring out a free-to-play version or are they just going to stick with these little $10 mini games and say that's good enough? Are they going to have like a full relaunch of Magic Online and and be like, hey, we were here first. Our clients shouldn't shouldn't suck. Play us. I don't know. I think I think I think that 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 they have a different focus though than Hearthstone and stuff and the and the fact that they are they this uh, the Magic the Gathering iPad version game is a marketing tool to get people into the real card game. You know, so I mean, of course, there's a well, lot of people like you and I. Magic Online, just, though, right? Right, right, and that one, that but that one is you, you are paying pay really money for the online game. You're paying real money for the real for these uh, fake cards. I mean, it's really like you're playing Magic the Gathering. You're really collecting and trading, and oh, you're, yeah. you, you can stick cards up for auction and things like that. So. Um, yeah, that one's much more – that online game is much more akin to the tabletop game. But I honestly have always had the feeling that the iPad and the, the PlayStation versions were were kind of like games to get people hungry for the real thing. OK, you've gotten into it. You like it. Now go out and play the real cards, which will cost you a hell of a lot more money because that's really where they're making the bulk of their money is with the real – The Magic the Gathering keeps game stores afloat, board game stores and stuff here in Utah. Um, when I was doing Pathfinder Society and rubbing elbows with the owners. Owners, they would tell me, Phil, it's not the role-playing games and the role-playing books and the dice that are that are paying our bills. It's Magic the Gathering. The so, thing is huge. Wow. Oh, it is it is mind-blowing that, that thing is still, still so, going so strong. We went to a a store. Um this is over Christmas time. We went to a store and all they it was full of people just playing magic. And I was like amazed. It, and this store was like the bare minimum of game store. It, it was like We've, they've got their decks of magic cards that they're selling to all the people sitting there playing magic because uh, it was one of those Monday night magic nights or whatever. So, and they, and beyond that, they had like a smattering of some other popular board games in the glass case that nobody was paying any attention to. And other than that, it was just it was basically just a a small room with magic players in it. It, it, it smelled Phil. It smelled so bad. <laughs> that that would be called the funk. <laughs> they didn't. Um, they need deodorant in yeah. the cases at those things or something. It was awful. And and the temperature near me, (laughs) not too near me, but pretty close. But you can smell it. You find it by smelling. Where are the magic cards? Oh, they're in that direction. Pretty sure the only girl in that room as well. (laughs) 
They cram, they cram people into these small game stores and the temperature just rises and the smell goes up with it. And it's just it's horrendous. But but here, I mean, this is the thing, like with Magic the Gathering, they'll do Magic the Gathering tournaments once a week, twice a week, three times a week. And they'll charge you 10, 15, 20 dollars. You have to buy starter decks, whatever, to get into these tournaments. Um, some of them are pre-built, whatever. But you're going to pay money to get into these things. And people do it absolutely left and right and fill up the store. They're like role players come in. They take up a table. They you, if they're lucky, they'll sell a, a book or some dice. But for the most part, the role players and stuff, they're pretty cheap. But these Magic the Gathering people, disposable income come, come, coming out of their armpits. It, it's it, it's a it well, keeps not all that's going. coming out of their armpits. I'm just saying <laughs> there's, there's a lot exactly coming out of those armpits. It's yeah. Yeah. All right, so magic. It's magic. Okay, so this duels of planeswalker stuff so, is just to get me hooked on either the full online game where I have to pay right. lots of monies, or which is weird because Hearthstone is so awesome. So why would I pay money over here when I can go play that for free? I, I don't get it. Well, you have to. I mean, Hearthstone is hoping that you're going to want to pay money to uh, unlock things a lot faster than playing through. The, well, that's the, what they're the hoping. But I have the option to not do it. You know, and, right? But, and but make s- progress. But oh yeah, and you and I will do that because we're patient. But the but there are the whales out there. <laughs> cheap, not patient. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cheap. Patient, yeah, patient. That's what it patient. is. Patient. I prefer patient, but yeah. Okay, um, sure. the, uh, it's funny you say that. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, Hearthstone is is probably making money hand over fist for the uh, people with disposable income who are not patient. Okay. So. Uh, it's that whole free play model versus, you know, charging a subscription deal or an upfront price for your card game. But, you know, studies have shown and stuff that that can be very profitable. Um, so we'll talk more about that later because I got a game to talk about too. All right. Uh, well, you're up, man. What have you been playing? Speaking of the free to play versus paying and being patient, I've been playing clash of clans because my boss, it's like, Phil, you need to check this out. And when your boss recommends Wait, a game. he told you to play Clash of Clans? He told me to play Clash of Clans. Okay, so yeah. I've played Clash of Clans. No, go ahead. I won't interrupt you. Tell me tell me about Clash of Clans, Phil. Tell you about it because you've never played it before. No, no of course not. <laughs> Maybe somebody listening hasn't played it before. Who knows? But, yeah, it's uh, you, build, uh, you, build a, you build a base with your resources that slowly regenerate over time. Or you can go out and raid other people and get resources a lot faster, which is my general preferred approach. Um, and, ju- and it's a freemium game. So uh, you can download it for free. You can start getting into it for free, but you, you'll quickly start hitting a few walls, uh, for examples, uh, to build defenses and stuff or upgrade them. At first, it's 15 minutes, an hour, no big deal. But eventually, your upgrades start taking you know multiple Eons. days or even a we- yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. So you can pay money to expedite you know these processes. And I have to imagine they are making money hand over fist for those impatient people. Uh, and that's probably how they're paying all their bills and whatnot. But uh, I'm more of a patient person, so I just wait for things to get done because yeah, I, I got lots of other games to play while my workers are building their stuff and taking a week to do so. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I've been doing that. I've uh, been playing um, a little game called Final Fantasy XIV this week, um, A Realm Reborn. Uh, Shirley and I have uh, been talking about maybe possibly getting into their MMO. She, she's been in Ultima for well over a decade. But, oh, my uh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, 
uh, surely prefers 2D graphics over 3D graphics because 3D graphics tend to get her a little seasick and stuff. So Ultima was a great fit, but it's so old school, uh, uh, you know, just on how it approaches everything from gathering and fighting and everything else. And, sh- and I try to get into it and I just uh, I just kept tripping over the old school mechanics of it and such. And, and Ultima so old school, you just almost can't do anything solo. Um, so you have to be part of a guild to get anywhere. Um, anywho, so she picked Final Fantasy fourteen solely based on the fact that the Lala Fell, the short little cute race, look oh so adorable and cute. They are. Yeah. That's what I play. Yeah. yeah, we didn't really research was it actually fun or, you know, did it have great solo mechanics? Well, fortunately, 14 no. is no. fun and has good solo mechanics, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm re- actually, I remember, when, I remember when 11 came out. Wasn't that a big stink? Was that <sighs> you couldn't do a whole lot solo? No, but that was in an era where, you know, soloing in MMOs was not yet required. And then very quickly it became required. <laughs> 11 was a bit left behind there. <laughs> but they've added that back. Now you can do a lot solo in 11. But Ah, uh, yeah, I've heard. But I've heard. why do that when you can play 14? <laughs> 14, and it's so, it's so yeah. pretty. Oh, my gosh, it is super pretty. And uh, the Lalafell, like she saw in the videos, are uber, uber cute when they do their emotes and stuff. And it's really funny when you're, like, getting into a confrontation with a really big bad guy and your character's trying to look mean. The Lalafell just ends up looking more cute instead of actually looking intimidating. Of course. So, That's the idea, yeah. right? So, my my what I like to do is get a Lalafell and then make them a Lancer so that the weapon is taller than they are. <laughs> I, I can see that working. I absolutely could. Um, so I started with an Arcanist, which is kind of like uh, the World of Warcraft uh, Warlock. You got a pet and you do DOTs. Um, and I'm also classing out into Gladiator and um, Conjurer. And that will allow me to eventually uh, get into Scholar, Job, and um, Paladin. So I'll be able to tank, DPS, and uh, heal depending on what mood I'm in and how quite quick I'm trying to get into some of these dungeons. But um, yeah, it's it's really it's it is a lot of fun. It's it's got a really decent story so far. Uh, you know, when you play in MMOs, the stories are mostly throwaway. I think I've told you all my my WoW story. You know, through the forums and stuff, my WoW horror story about uh, when Pandaria came out, and I started playing mm-hmm. uh, that expansion, and I was I was actually getting into that story. I was a badass warlock. I'm a badass undead warlock, and I'm being drugged. You know, told to go and fight these alliance on shore for control of this new land, and for like the first eight hours. Uh, it was super exciting and things were happening and the quests were just flowing right into each other and it was making me feel even more badass. It was awesome. And then after you get to a certain point, the general looks at you and says, oh, man, we've expended too much troops. We need to call in for some reinforcements. This is going to take some time. So in the meantime, I want you to get to know the people of Aunt Pandaria. And you're, you're like, uh-oh, that's, that's, that's a quest speak for your life's about to get a lot more boring. <laughs> so, yeah. So you start I- – I don't know, but then you go to the Valley of the Four Winds, and it's like this epic storyline that just progresses as you go from east to west across the zone, and I found that it was really well done, and it ends like with a big fight with a Shaw and everything, and I don't know, maybe you gave up before you got to that sort of stuff. but Because what happened was, getting to know people means, now I got to talk to these panda people, and they want me to pick oranges. They yeah. want me to kill the mutant rabbits but off their But then you farm. meet Chen Stormstout, and it's like, okay. hey, I'm the dude from Warcraft 3, what's up? Chris, and you're like, Chris, okay. this is Phil's experience, All and right. Phil's experience <laughs> it doesn't have nearly as much patience as you do. Because <laughs> You said, <laughs> when I had, oh, I see, you only have 
patience when it comes to spending money on digital card games. Yeah, that's Is right. that how that works? That's right. When it comes to grinding out boring farm quests, my patience gets real short real uh. fast because the problem was it was yanking me so far from that. I, you know, I have worked my way up to level 80s. I should be a general. I should be a badass. And instead, I'm doing the same things I was doing at level 5 and picking flowers and hunting down rabbits on farms and You're planting no crops. I'm no joke. Yeah. So now, I, now to you, now you are right. Eventually, after like quitting for a few months, get, after I got pissed at that, I went back in. I said, okay, I'm just going to get through this. And when I got through that, those boring quests in the middle, yeah, you get to the the the, the last third of the game and it picks up big time. Oh my god! So yeah, you have to wake it's, up ancient ant warriors and have them fight against their crazy emperor queen, and and, and you're. Uh, Dude, it's weird. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's just got to get through crap. So, uh, but Final Fantasy so far, it's gotten me hooked from the beginning as far as the story goes. And uh, you're seeing these big, you know, long cutscenes. Sometimes the guild's chatting to me, and suddenly I get stuck into a cutscene for 20 minutes. And I didn't realize that there was a way to somehow still chat through the cutscenes because it takes away the uh, UI by default. Because uh, <laughs> come back and it's like two conversations have come and gone. Like, oh, sorry, guys, I got sucked into a cutscene. Uh, um, so a lot of cutscenes oh. and stuff. It really is like you're playing a Final Fantasy, you know, an epic Final Fantasy game. So definitely, uh, definitely been enjoying scene. that. Yeah. Stuck into a cutscene. So and I do like the fact that you can do the different jobs in one character. Uh, that is pretty cool. So I've got my jobs on one on my hot bar and I can quickly go from Gladiator to Arcanist to Herbalist and go around, pick up my flowers, make some money. Uh, but that's pretty cool. You can do that all in one character. Whereas in WoW, I was an altaholic and had lots of alts mm-hmm. and have to log out, log in, mail stuff between the alts. Yeah, not really a problem here. So that's pretty nifty and super pretty. Um, dungeons take forever. It is definitely a slower pace game. I mean, everything's on a two and a half second or three second cooldown. So it, it's like it, it doesn't flow as uh, quite as fast as WoW does. And uh, the dungeons, the, they make you go through the first three dungeons of the game as part of the storyline. Yeah. Uh, that's the other thing, too. Like in WoW, things unlock at certain levels. At level 10 or 15, uh, you automatically get access to the dungeon finder and your first set of dungeons. And the dungeons automatically unlock as you hit certain levels. And you can buy your first mount at level 20 or 30 or whatever it is. In Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn... Uh, you know, I saw somewhere where it's like, oh, yeah, you get uh, access to the auction house at level 17 through your retainer and your first chocobo at level 20. Well, I'm like hitting level 17. I'm looking for how to get an access to retainer and level 15. I'm looking for how to get on the airships. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. It's a level 15 quest. And in order to get to level 15 quest, you had to have gone through all the main story quests yep. 1 through 14. Yep. Which – I did not do because, yeah. (laughs) So I learned real fast. 14, you better do your main quest line because otherwise you're not going to be able to access parts of the game. Um, You're going to hit some hard walls there. So I got those. I was a little frustrated there, but I got those knocked down. I'm glad I I did force me through that because now I got to see lots of really cool cutscenes and get uh, get more into the lore and the story of the game. It's just like, wow. I mean, just like most in the most, my first impulse was go out there, kill stuff. There's fates that pop up. They've got multiple ways for you to earn XP because you got your hunter's log from your class where you kill sets of monsters in different lands. And for killing sets, you get XP. And for killing sets of sets, you get lots more XP. And then you have the challenge log which uh you know if you do so many this type of quest you get some xp but if you do you know sets of these quests you get even more xp and then there's fates that pop up and there's more xp so it's very you know 
MMO, I'm like XP, XP. I want to level up as quickly as I can. So that's unfortunately what I did first on my Arcanist. Uh, got sidetracked off the main storyline, gained 10 levels before I even knew what happened. And then I'm like, okay, I'm level 15. I'm going to get on the airship now because I should have access to the airship and be able to go to other lands and meet up with my wife who started off in a totally different land. Um, and no, no, the airship guy won't let me on. He's like, you don't have permission. Go away, little guy. <laughs> like, what? Aw, heartbroken. <laughs> So that's that's where I had to go and look up FAQs and stuff. Uh, oh, you got to get through the main storyline. Where did I leave the main story? Oh, level four quest crap. <laughs> so, yeah. Anywho. Uh, yeah, 14. 14's fun. Clash of Clans, 14. And uh, playing Final Fantasy V on my Game Boy Advance slot on my DS. Uh, that's my workout game. So when I go and work out, you go and you see these guys working out. Occasionally, you'll see somebody on a walking machine or on a bicycle machine that's playing you with themselves. You call them a treadmill or a bike yeah, I don't. Maybe you do. I don't. You call him a walking machine. Different. Okay, Chris, you need to learn a little something here. Yeah. Phil is a culture of one. Oh, okay. A so culture, yeah. a culture of uh, one. Of one. That's right. Okay. Call everything different than everybody else. So, but I'm the one, and this is how you know I'm a culture of one. I'm the one who's on the treadmill playing a DS. Um, <laughs> how do you? I try do that. that. I find that too difficult. I think that's dangerous. Nope, 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 nope. See what I. Do. I'm, not, I'm concerned I, for you. I walk. I walk. I don't okay. run. Oh, okay. What I, okay. There you go. Yeah. And what I do. That's but, why he calls it a walking machine. <laughs> that's why I call it a walking machine. But what I do to keep the heart rate up, I simply stick the incline between 10 and 20%. So I'm still sweating. My heart rate is, uh, you know, running as big. You know, my heart rate is as high as if I'm running. But it's because I got the incline set to an insane level. So I'm able to stay on there without, you know, flying you off or anything like that. just go use the stair machine or something. The stair machine would kind of work too, except I don't know. I always get too tired what too quickly on stair machines. Elliptical. No, maybe you not. Can't, I can't. Yeah, there's too. I can't. You're going to. Yeah, yeah. Elliptical requires too much balance. You're going to pull something trying to play a DS yeah. on an elliptical, huh? I do read while doing the elliptical sometimes, but that's where you're keeping the Kindle or whatnot on the display. And yeah, the, and not using your hands, but with the DS, you have to use your hands. And I'll play a game like Final Fantasy V that's a turn-based, uh, you know, RPG. So if I want to set it down for a few seconds and wipe the sweat off or something, I can do that. Usually every five minutes, I'll set the speed up really high and I'll put it down for that one, that 60-second, you know, quick burst to get the heart rate back up. Um, and then I'll slow it back down and start play, play a few more minutes of Final Fantasy. And it just makes the time fly by. It absolutely just... It's really funny because I can't sit down. Final Fantasy V, it's just a little too boring for me just to sit down and play it by itself. But playing it when I'm on a treadmill is a perfect fit. Perfect. Love it. So I'm like, I don't know, 25, 30 hours through that game. Mm. Yeah, leveling up the jobs there. The the original Bravely Default. What was that Final <laughs> Fantasy III? Huh. I think that was Final Fantasy III. Now that I tried a little, like I said on Tuesday, I tried some of the Final Fantasy III. It, it does feel like what Bravely Default's going after. Mm. cool and a little infamous second son uh, that's pretty fun i love the infamous series on playstation 3 just absolute blast so um isn't that infamous, on ps4 infamous yeah infamous like sons of ps4 game yeah okay so yeah pretty cool pretty fun it's a great lay down on the couch beat up a bunch of bad guys for an hour or so go to bed okay so yep that's what i'm playing that's what you're playing I mean, I'm 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 playing Final Fantasy 14 right now. Boom! Right now, right now, during the show, during the show, I'm back. You know what I found out, Phil? Because I've been I've been playing around with the Magic the Gathering online client while we've been talking here. Mm -hmm. I found out that people who 
sign up and make a new account. Now you have to pay 10 bucks. But if you do that, you get way more and better cards than I have for my old account from way back in like 2010. Mm. And it's, uh, it's really ticking me off because I have no way of getting these cards that they all have. And you can't so, like pay 10 bucks and get the new starter deck that I they're offering? I don't know. I don't see it. It's 650 cards you get. Wow. You get wow, 650 right. cards. Okay. That the new player starter kick, the new play, what is it called? The new player starter kit jump starts your collection with over 650 cards that you can use to build decks. And then if you get in line, Phil, then if you get online, you go to the store, they have this, oh, we have the deck builders essential kit for 2014 for 499. You get 230 more cards that you can use to make even more decks with those. A great compliment for those 650 cards you just got for free. So they really try to get 15 bucks out of you real fast between the two of those. And for me, I, I get nothing. So I was like, do it, oh. do it, Chris. Do it, Chris. I, I can't do, 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 do what? Do I can't get anything. It's gotta be a way. It's gotta uh, be a way somewhere. But yeah, you're right. Cause I, I jumped in on that a long time ago, uh, just to fart around with it and try it out. And yeah. you're right. The beginning set of cards you get wasn't, wasn't, wasn't 650. That's for sure. But not back in 2010. Oh, what the heck? Rum, 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 rum. I'm going to have to do some research on this. But we have a show that we're in the middle of, so we should go get on with the show. For quite, uh, oh, wait. Uh, do we have this? Yes. So we have some stuff that I must have mistakenly left in here, right? Um, yes. Yes, I did. So we're going to skip to feedback. Yes. All right. Feedback. So <laughs> no question of the week yet because we did we come up with a question of the week, Strawberry? I don't even remember anymore. Uh, something about I believe it oh, was right. whether it you matter. prefer the poke. Yeah, no. yeah. Do well, you like peanut butter and chocolate or just peanut well, butter? But you, you know? asked at the end. You were saying so. You changed your question to say if if they uh, if they're coming out with that uh, remake every other year, yeah. would you buy it? All right. Well, let's yeah. see. that was your question. Well, let, here's all the feedback we got from Balance. This is all via our message boards at board.rpgamer.com. You can go join in the discussion right now. Join the conversation. Yeah. All right. Board said, I thank Chris's dedication for coming back from illness. Nice work, Anna. Because I love this show. To Strawberry Eggs, Path of Radiance is awesome. I've read it. Enjoy. Um, okay. uh, that was words of Radiance. Path of Radiance is that Fire Emblem game. Yeah, which that's I do what enjoy, I was thinking of. <laughs> but, <laughs> which I enjoy greatly, but they're not really even remotely related. <laughs> Okay, this is a lot, but okay, hold on. Let's see. Do we have any response to the question here? I never got into Pokemon's gaming. I liked watching the earlier TV series, though. Ha ha, Team Rocket. Yeah. All right, thanks, Bounce. SmackD <laughs> says, I'm one of the biggest DQ fans around, but I think it would be a mistake if they did bring Dragon Quest X here. What? Um, D- Dragon Quest just doesn't sell well enough to try to support an MMO in the West. It already feels like Dragon Quest has been abandoned here, like mid '90s. And if they bring Dragon Quest here and it doesn't do well, it'll probably be a final nail in the coffin. I don't know. Dragon Quest VIII was an awesome localization. I don't think it was abandoned in the mid '90s. Um, all right, SmackD says, and if they've, yeah, and if they've already got the framework, they've already got the game, and the, the you would think the investment to bring it over to America wouldn't be nearly that high. Well, and they got to yeah, translated. That's going to cost us some money, but it's not like they're building a brand new game from scratch. Yeah. Um, it's already there. Just do the translation. I'm sure somebody won't be patient and will buy all the items and whatever in-game per- well, costumes if they, they might sell. If they do the monthly subscription model or whatnot, they don't have to have that many subscribers to be successful. You don't have to have wow numbers uh, to be mm. successful at all. Yeah. 
SmackD says, as for Pokemon, I'll be that guy. I have no plans on getting it. I've never played any Pokemon games. When the series started, it seemed to be targeted at a younger crowd than me, and it's hard to shake the it's a kid's game thing. That and I tend to be rather OCD about my games, and I could do without having video games intended to exploit OCD behavior. <laughs> good, good point. <laughs> Um, let's see. He says, I'd, uh, I'd rather they had less frequent releases only because I don't really like listening to Pokemon talk. I'd rather listen to boring MMO talk. Well, this is the show for you, SmackD. <laughs> wow. We got, I got you totally covered. <laughs> yeah, Chief. okay. Covered. Uh, Master Chief Freitzen says, Chris is absolutely right. The answer doesn't matter. Nintendo and Game Freak are going to go for the quick money. It's sad too, because I'd prefer if they slowed it down. If Pokemon gets annualized as is entirely possible, um, I think it already is. I know at least I'm going to get burned out on it again. Uh, and so when do we get the P- Pokemon Snap remake? Great question, Master Chief. I think you're absolutely right. Um, <laughs> we do need we do need that. Uh, oh, all right. Well, let's uh, skip on in the news then. News. I need a news theme, Phil. Give me a news theme. Oh, I am mm. a real. I keep going. <laughs> I am a real newsman. I'll find you the news wherever I can. All right, I like it. That's that's something. That's there you go. Oh, planeswalker points. How do you get that? Oh, cool. Um, anyway, forget. Oh, mm, mm. anyway, news, news, news. Oh, I have the wrong browser up for news. Let me get the right browser up for news. I really like how patient you two are being with me, but while I just whistle Jeopardy here and you, you're not saying anything, you really should I say something. I may or annoyed. may not be looking for the airship to the next city. Oh, is that um, what's going on? And uh, so I'm a will, you know, just just may or may not be just putting that out there. Come on, you know these big cities sci-fi. are a little confusing. While he's while he's doing that useless emo chatter, these big ass cities in Final Fantasy fourteen are just a little confusing. Uh, seriously, each one's got like three or four levels, and they got like these shortcut points. Uh, when you click on them, it'll say, "Do you want to go to the Weavers Guild? Do you want to go to the Gold Guild?" And, and no, but they sometimes don't, they don't say that. Do you want to go to this location, the city, which you have to memorize is near the Weavers yeah. Guild? Yeah, it's like okay, that's great. Except no, I no, it's no, it's yeah, it's very confusing. It, it's not like WoW where maybe they would show you when you're picking like your waypoints, they show you a map and they show you where you're physically going. No, that would be way too easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boys and girls, if you're designing an MMO, please don't do multiple level cities. It, it confuses those of us who don't do well with 3D in our head. Inazuma hmm. Eleven is going to get a new generational yeah. release in Europe. Wait, did someone just cheer for Inazuma? No. Okay. <laughs> no. No. So if you are in no. Europe, which none of the people Wasn't on the podcast me. right now are, uh, it's probably not a fan of Inazuma. Huh? All right. Inazuma Eleven Go. Well. Say what? I said well. Well. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, okay. Inazuma Eleven Go. It's at ten years after the event of Inazuma Eleven Three. Um, it comes in two versions, Light and Shadow. It stars Arianne Sherwin, a new student at Raymond Academy, um, attempting to break into this football team during tough times. Uh, there's a story, story, story details that don't matter. Um, it'll be out on June 13th, uh, 2014, on both retail and eShop. 
We have no announcement of it in North America, but I think we have a chance because they keep doing these re-releases of the Inazuma games in North America. So we might get there eventually. Just they need to catch us up first or something. Uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so they're, they're, they're Inazuma 11. Yay, if you're in Europe, you get to play the new one. Uh, what is this? Dragon Quest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dragon Crate. Dra- Dragon Craze. Dragon Age 3. Phil, are you into the Dragon Age games at all? Did we lose Phil? Well, uh, like most people, oh. uh, enjoyed n- enjoyed the. Can't the hear me. First one. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, I enjoyed the first one, but the second one was a bit of a letdown. So I don't really have my hopes up on the third one. I guess I'll see what happens with it. Okay. Um, let's see. Yeah. So, it, are, have you pre-ordered the digital deluxe edition? Uh, no, no, Chief. Uh, no. <laughs> no, that's what Dragon Age 2 taught me. Do not pre-order Bioware games anymore. Just wait but for them you to come don't out understand. and watch further reviews. Phil, for $169.99, <laughs> here's what you get. A highly detailed, exclusive Inquisitor Collector's Edition case, individually wrapped in faux reptile skin. Has the mark wow. of the Inquisitor stamped on top in gold foil with an interior fitted with imprinted red silk. Mm. <laughs> so you get a, a you, you get a fantasy toolbox basically. Uh, you get a cloth map of Thetisk drawn to scale, measuring approximately twenty two by thirty two. I'm glad they drew it to scale instead of just making it up. Um, <laughs> Seventy two card major and minor arcana tarot card deck. You can always tell they're desperate, desperate when they resort to tarot cards with custom artwork depicting mythology from Dragon Age lore. They have an Inquisitor full scale six piece lock tool set. Um, does that mean you can pick locks? Yeah, you can pick locks with this thing. Great. Uh, one set of four full-scale map markers, each ma- approximately measuring three and a half inches by three and a half inches by four inches. You get an Inquisitor's badge. You can go flash the badge, see how far that gets you in the TSA line at the airport. You get a quill and an ink pot, so you can actually write letters as though you are in another age. You can get Orlesian coins, which... Guess what? They're not going to be worth anything because that's not a real country. And you get a limited edition steelbook case for your game. (laughs) Isn't that great? Also includes all the content from the deluxe edition, which is the Skyhold Throne, which is, um, I think, an in-game item. You get the Red Heart Hala, which is a a mount. You get the Bog Unicorn, which is another mount. You get the digital soundtrack. You get the bonus digital content, which hasn't been announced yet. And you get Flames of the Inquisition gear and mount. $169.99. Man, they're trying hard with this one. Wow, that just that just blows that just absolutely blows my mind, Chris. I just I'm sitting here, I'm stunned. I'm reaching for my wallet when a famous quote from Yoda comes to mind. <laughs> Patience I have, wait for reviews, I shall. <laughs> Yes, as we all know, Yoda said that uh, in the new movie that's not yet out yet. That's um, one of his. I just it's it's like a, it's like a demonic tackle box. I don't I don't get what's going on here. Um, I kind of like the quill and ink in the journal to write in, but I, I bet you anyone who gets that and plays with it is going to realize why we don't use quill and inks anymore. Um, it's not as glamorous as it looks in Harry Potter. Let, let's put it that way. 
It reminds me of like an eBay auction where instead of selling the game separately, some guy just takes this collection that he has of all these unrelated games and just throws them up for one big buy it now price, hoping somebody is just going to snap that up. Hey, what is this? Has somebody been working at EA and just been getting emails from various kitsch companies that have been like, hey, you can put our lot picks in your games. Hey, you can put our coins in your game. And he's like, all right, I'm going to get all these emails that have been sent to me over the past two years and we're getting one thing from all these people and put it into this collector's edition. And a cloth map, of course, because you have to have a cloth map. I, I was waiting after you listed all this stuff. I was waiting for you to say at the very end, and a partridge in a pear tree, because that's it all. May as saying. well. So, if you've got money that you don't like, um, there's a good way to get rid of it. Is that <laughs> that that set right there? Um, we have a date for Diablo 3's console edition. It'll be August 19th, 2014, and I think we said that on Tuesday. So I'm just going to move right along. Uh, Mugen Souls has trailers. Um, I don't know much about Mugen Souls. I don't know if either of you do. Mm, no. Other than it wheels despises it, no. Okay, yeah. so I, I think it's one of those games with cute anime style characters and may or may not be good at all. Um, we've got three trailers out for it, so you can go check out the trailers and see if you're interested. This is for Mugen Souls Z. It's coming May 20th on the PS3, so that's just a few days from now. And um, yeah, I don't really know. There's ships and and they're fighting in like gundams in space it looks like so i don't know if that's the fighting system or just an extra fighting system that's in part of the game i I don't really understand this game i need to watch a uh um trailer or something not trailer well here's three trailers i could watch i meant a review all right moving on what is this one fruit back fact fruit bat i can't even say this fruit bat factory acquires aau senki the world conquest so Fruit Bat Factory is a company. They are bringing over Tenko and 5PB visual novel slash tactical RPG, which is known as AU Senki, The World Conquest. <laughs> Coming to North America and Europe via digital download for the PS3. And we don't know when it's coming. They've got an official website at blog.fruitbatfactory.com. And you can go see what they're what they're doing so they they show off five games and i think only one of them is a rpg i uh, i anyone know anything about this have you heard about this nope it's Mm -hmm. originally a pc game it's coming to ps3 for the english localization um it's some sort of tackle rpg slash i mean i saw the story and I saw the story. It looks kind of pretty, but aside from that, um, yeah, it's just going to be something I have to watch and wait yeah, for more this, information this to could, come out. This could go either way. It's yeah. either going to be yeah, cool like Rompa, or it's going to be like really disgustingly um, only for anime geeks who live in uh, by themselves in a small apartment. Um, n- not to reinforce the stereotype or anything. Sword Art Online, um, Hollow Fragment. That's a game. It was. It came out here in April. I don't even remember it coming out here. Did we cover it? Did anybody play it? It came out for the Vita. Apparently, it was a thing. Uh, it's coming to Europe. It'll be in uh, July of 2014. It'll be out in Europe. And the release also includes a bonus HD version of the game's predecessor, Sword Art Online Infinity Moment, from the PSP. So, yeah. Which is funny since, you know, the Vita screen is not actually qualified as HD. But, you know, I love when things say they're HD on the Vita. Anyway, I, they are higher def. I just, I, I don't think it qualifies as high def, but, you know, whatever. Uh, oh, 
Tiggs Panther says that this is why they bought a Vita. So I guess they're into Sword Art Online. So there you go, Tiggs. You can catch the rest of us up to it. All right. So, uh, Natural Doctrine, we've got a first look. Uh, there's a big trailer up on our website. Go check that out. That is a turn-based strategy RPG. I've not heard anything more about it. It's PS3, PS4, and Vita. Uh, were you guys excited for this one at all? No? Not especially. No. you watch mm. the trailer? There's like well, people I- running around and things blowing up, and then the trailer goes black and white for a minute, and then... Yeah, it, I don't know. It looks like watching old <laughs> CGI footage from back in the days that we had Legend of Dragoon and stuff like that. It's like, there's, where's the gameplay? Give me some gameplay, and then I can decide if I care about this. Uh, it's an NIS America game, so who knows? Transistor's out. So, or well, out in a few days, and there's a launch trailer for Transistor. That is the follow-up from game from the people who made Bastion. People are super excited for that. It's coming out on PS4 and Steam. And you can go uh, check out the trailer, which I watched the trailer, and it didn't really tell me anything about the game, except that they know how to make a kind of an okay-looking trailer with some decent voice work, and then um, tell me nothing about the game at the same time. So I'm really excited to see reviews of Transistor. Uh, you guys, either of you went into Bastion or Transistor? <laughs> Bastion was was cute enough, but I, I wasn't um, I wasn't one of those people that was like, oh my gosh, it's so cool, it's game of the year, like our site was. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was okay for me. Well, are you just, gonna tr- you gonna check out their follow up game, or are you waiting for reviews on that one? Uh, wait for reviews. Wait for reviews. Right. The Yoda approach. The, the 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 Yoda approach. So I have uh, I've got a little dilemma here. You see, I'm I'm about ready to jump into Disgaea 3 on my Vita, and then once I beat that, I have to decide, am I going to play Disgaea 4 with all, uh, my little collector's edition for my PS3, or do I wait and hope that Disgaea 4, A Promise Revisited, which was just announced for North America and Europe, it is a Vita remake of Disgaea 4, it'll be out in August 12th in North America, August 29th in Europe, do I wait and hope that they'll release that for free for PlayStation Plus, and then I can play it on my Vita? Uh, you want to wait? I do. Oh, absolutely. I'm a huge Disgaea fan myself. Um, and, you know, there's just, uh, aside from aside from the fact that that re-release would probably have all the additional content already built in, yep, which is it does. Super, <laughs> super awesome. I don't know about you, but I just love playing the, the Disgaea games on handhelds, especially on the Vita's bright and beautiful screen. I got into 3. It was part of the PSN uh, Plus program. Um, I'm like, oh, it's free because I already had the disc version. I played through the disc version. I didn't get all the way through um, because I got, you know, sidetracked by prettier games and stuff. But having it on the Vita, it was like uh, every time I'm going to bed, 30 more minutes here. Every time I'm on a business trip, oh, I'm going to pop in a couple more hours on the plane. It, it was it's just it's just made to be in the palm of your hand. And right. um, uh, I tore through so much. I tore through that game, 70, 80 hours or whatever it was. And then I went into the optional content. Um, which I never do in Disgaea games. Usually by the time I get to the end of the storyline or whatever, I'm done with them. But yeah, it's just a perfect fit to have in your hand. Plus, you're going to get the additional content in. Um, I, unless it has cross-save, which it, uh, I didn't on number three. So yeah. that's um, why, why am I going to play it all the way up on three where I have the disc version, but I don't have the additional content? I'm going to play the, I want to play the Vita version. So I have played four, I promise. It uh, costs revisited. a lot of money to buy the DLC on the actual um, big yeah. systems. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I played... I played a promise revisited and I looked at all the optional content. I'm like, holy cow, that's exactly what I was about to say is, is this is not a cheap date. Miles away for the no. Vita version. I guess I'll play through it again um, just so I can get through that optional content because it was cool. Okay. Well, I guess you answered my question. I will wait 
right. Uh, but in the meantime, you said you haven't been through three yet. No, I have to. I have to start three. Um, cause I, I just, but you have it on your, you have it on your Vita. Yeah. It's already installed. It's waiting for me. Um, I've been trying to wrap up a bunch of 3ds games and I just haven't been able to, to finish them all. And I keep getting distracted with other ones. And then I was going to move over and do a bunch of Vita games. And that's what I've been waiting for. Hmm. So if I keep, if I keep waiting, it'll be August soon. And then I just have to wait for it to come out on PS plus, hopefully for free. Cause, um, I'm just hopeful that that'll be the case. <laughs> Cause I don't want to pay for it. Four. <laughs> yeah. Oh heck, gosh, yeah! I would, I, boy, I'd love it if they put it on there for free, but it'd probably take another year or so, I would think. But I can no, be patient. No, it didn't take them patient. long for for three. Yeah, or two. Well, I mean, three well, had already two. been out for a while. Oh. Hmm. Um, so I guess we'll see. Maybe, maybe you and I will have to take the Yoda approach because I, I, I really don't want to pay for four again, but I really want to play it on the Vita with the additional content in there. So. I paid full price for four when it came out. <laughs> so I feel like I've done my duty. I think I should get the Vita version for free. Hmm. Yeah, you might be right. Um, wow. Pro Evolution Soccer 2014 is free on the PS3 if you have PlayStation Plus. I didn't know that. I don't know if I care, though. Hmm. You, d- you don't. Trust I me. Don't. You okay. don't. <laughs> yeah. Good, you know, good let, me, let me tell you, tell you a little thing about soccer, right? Yeah. Soccer is so boring that even soccer fans know it because they're sitting there. The announcers even know how boring it is, and they're supposed to be the most hype because when somebody finally scores after 40 or 60 minutes <laughs> of boring people running up and down the field, they go, Gah! now at this point, you can go out, get a Happy Meal, a hot dog, whatever, drive down the block, come back, and they're still screaming, go! <laughs> that, that's just all that pent up frustration filing coming out because they've been bored for the last hour. So, yeah, I can't imagine sitting there playing a soccer game for 60 minutes where I actually don't score. No, that would suck. What they need to do to make soccer more exciting is stick a second ball in the field at the same time. That would make it a game. That would make it something I'd want to play or watch because that goalie can't block two shots at once. Yeah. So, no, pass it up, chief. Move on to something more exciting. <laughs> OK, well, here's a question. From PlayStation Plus, I got a copy of Soul Sacrifice for my Vita. So that, that's been sitting there, and I hear it's kind of like a Monster Hunter-like game, but a lot of people like it. And the thing is, they just released a new version of it called Soul Sacrifice Delta. And we have an impression up on the site. Uh, Michael Apps wrote it. That's uh, a.k.a. Wheels. He's uh, he kind of writing his, his feelings about the update. You can go read through it. So do I, do I, do I spend money on Delta, or do I play the free one I already have? Or do I pass entirely? Tell me what to do, Phil. Yeah, I would I would spend some time on that free one first and make sure it's for you before you invest uh, money in a Delta version. Oh, that's if you such like a it, reasonable thing to say. <laughs> yeah, if you like it, then you're gonna jump in Delta. Personally, for me, uh, though, I did spend some time because it was a free PSN download, um, PS Plus or whatever, and yeah. it just didn't grab me. It's not my style of game, but that doesn't mean it's not Chris's style of game. So you should go and try it out and see if you like it or not. And if you do, then yes, I would go ahead and get the more you know upgrade version because that's going to have the enhancements. That's what most people are going to be into who are fans of that uh, series. Hmm. Okay. That, that's like that's like if you're playing Diablo, you really need to be playing with the expansion right now, even though it costs you know a little more. Yeah, but the expansion is an add-on. You need the original game. That's not the case here. Here it's like a whole new new game that includes all the original stuff too. So I feel like I don't know. Yep, you need like it. I've got this free game, but I can't really use it because you've got this better <laughs> version out. Like well, thanks guys. But these these games these games shine most when you're playing with other people theoretically. Oh really? So yeah, you're oh, gonna want to be on this. Yeah. Whoa, the the walls are falling. That was, <laughs> uh, sorry on? about, you, you know how your cat's always jumping in front of you? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, my cat has been laying in front of my monitor. Something spooked him. So it looked like an episode out of a cartoon with Scooby-Doo where his feet move, but his body still staying still. Oh, good. Just, That's my just, favorite. He, he was trying to get traction. And as he was doing that, he was throwing things that were cluttered on my desk all over the room before he finally got some terra firma. And then he took off like a rocket. Awesome. <laughs> all right. I approve. Uh, all right, then. Let's see. Uh, oh, check this out. Check this out. So if you if you live in Japan and you want to play Monster Hunter 4 on your 3DS XL with your cool Franken stick, which I have one of those, by the way. Where the heck is mine? I have to find mine. I want to use that. Um, and you want to play it with your 3DS XL with your cool Franken stick. Uh, you don't need a 3DS XL. And you have an Android phone of certain certain types like a Galaxy S5 or an Xperia Z2 Do- and you're on Docomo <laughs> you get you can download an easy tethering for a Nintendo 3DS application for Android powered smartphones and tablets it's on Google Play now it uses the WPS protocol and provides users with an easy method to get the 3DS devices online via the mobile network so if you use the the software and complete a survey between July and September 30th, you have a chance to receive a download code code for a virtual console game for the 3DS. So yeah, um, this is great if you're like in Japan and you want really want to play <laughs> Monster Hunter on the train online because you know that's how people in Japan play Monster Hunter. They use the online services. No, no, it isn't. No, they play with people. They have they have friends in Japan. I think it's required by law. You get friends. Um, so, okay, whatever. Uh, let's see. We covered that already. Sony's losing money. Did you hear about this, Phil? You hear about this, Cassandra? Uh, losing money. Mm-hmm. No? Yes? All right. Well, they uh, Sony ended its fiscal year by increasing its sales and operating revenue by 14.3% over the previous year. Primarily attributed to the launch of PS4 and increased smartphone so phone sales. So that's good. Um, but this is so weird. Uh, it is... Uh, in it, oh, Simon, get out of the way. In its full consolidated results for the fiscal year, Sony recorded a net loss of 128.4 billion yen, which is $1.26 billion, which is a decrease from last year's loss of 41.5... Oh, my gosh. You're, okay. you're really stunned by this, aren't you, Chris? No, you're just I just can't. I, it's numbers. I can't read them right. So I'm just going to read this <laughs> verbatim from the Polycon quote. So let, instead of trying to paraphrase it, Sony recorded a net loss of $1.26 billion, a decrease from last fiscal year's 41.5 billion yen net income. So, yeah, that is, yeah, a loss is much worse than an income. Uh, the company reported an operating income of 26.5 billion yen, aka $257 million, a decrease of 200 billion yen over the previous year. Uh, the game sector recorded an operating loss of $78 million, uh, down from last year's operating income of 1.7 billion yen. Uh, so that's 8.1 billion yen loss versus 1.7 billion yen income. Uh, partially offset by the increase in sales, the losses attributed costs to the related to the launch of the PS4 and a 6.2 billion yen, $60 million write-off on PC games sold by Sony Online Entertainment. That's right, SOE's losing money. It's their fault. 
Let's let's just say that. Yeah, I mean they got they're doing a lot of restructuring. Um, I mean part of that article is how they're uh, you know selling off their PC side of their business and stuff. So yeah. it's a repositioning. What it's did they you sell know once it to? once the dust has settled, you know they'll they'll be strong again. It's, I forgot it's, that they were selling SOE off. Who's buying that stuff? I don't know. Okay. Well, whatever. So numbers, numbers, numbers. The point is that the games arm is losing money because they spent money to launch the system. They're selling SOE. And, but this, but then in the same article, they're like, hey, um, Sony overall uh, increased its, its revenue, which is, and we're going to say that's because of the launch of the PS4. And yet in the same article, and it says that the game arm lost money because of the ps4 so i love how they say both things which sound impossible to both be true but i must be missing something i don't care anymore uh here's another plug for diablo 3 has uh, they have their week-long boost to uh, xp not xp to uh legendary drops so go play diablo 3 like go play right now shut this off go play that (laughs) um we got news about well, a game. Well, 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 they, they don't have to do. They can do both. You can be playing Diablo three while you're listening to the RPG cast. Oh, that can't be possible. Yeah, absolutely. I do it all the time. Oh, you can do it. Well, all right. I have faith in you, Chris. Hmm. I believe in you. I have faith in the heart of the cards. Oh, wait, wrong show. Heart of the cards. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Bombshell. It's a game from 3D Realms and Intercept interceptor entertainment it's an action rpg for pc and ps4 um they've got this the female is the main character she's got a weird hairstyle you can go watch a trailer of it and stuff blows up and um that's all i know have you seen anything on this guys yeah there's a trailer yeah there's a video about how the bombshell character of this chick was um you know in duke nukem and they retained the rights and um they you know originally she was supposed to have a more proliferate role in the games but that kind of took a backseat but because they had the rights they could do a spinoff later on that's what they're exercising now the whole thing kind of put me to sleep so (laughs) yeah yeah usually big busty women should wake me right up but wasn't feeling it here so this was the game that was going to be that new um duke nukem game earlier this year that then gearbox is like um we bought duke nukem from you you can't make a new one and so now they've turned it into a new IP with uh, this, bl- this well, she's not blonde, this bombshell as the main character. So I don't know what's going on with all this. So, mm. so they, well, I guess it's not the same game, but, the, you know, I don't believe any of this stuff. You know, I, whatever. <laughs> Stupid PR, games, PR, politics. She's got a mechanical arm and she's going to blow stuff up. And there's aliens. Okay. Hmm. Whatever. And she's drinking Jack Daniels. No, wait. It's called Daniel Jackson's, according to the bottle. Because they don't want to pay for a license, I guess. Oh, nobody cares. So, let's see. Uh, We talked about Wizards of the Coast suing Cryptozoic for infringing upon magic, right? We talked about that on Tuesday, right? I don't remember. Did we, Cassandra, or did we not? Talked about it earlier in the show, I believe. Just earlier today. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So, Wizards of the Coast said, hey, you know that game Hex you're making? We think it violates intellectual property from Magic Online and Magic the Gathering Duels of the Planeswalkers. So, to me, that says it's not the card game design itself that's violating it. It's something about their online client. 
So the digital form of it. So I don't know how that is. I don't know what what those claims are because they have not elaborated on what exactly is infringing. Um, But they've said that they have attempted to resolve the issue, but Cryptozoic was unwilling to settle. And that um, the company is seeking to recover the gains, profits, and advantages that Wizards alleges that Cryptozoic has attained as a result of violation of the patent, uh, which they believe is an amount exceeding $500,000, which could probably kill Hex, I think. Um, so that, uh, that's not good for, for Hex backers, of which I am one. So I did not back enough to cover that lawsuit. So <laughs> they'll have another Kickstarter to help They're them through gonna, the lawsuit. Yeah, I think they would. Th- yeah, they might need to do that unless they get sued for that too. Let's see. Oh, hey, sweet. They got more. Somehow they got more documents. So here we go. Wizards alleges that Cryptozoic quote copied the overall plot, elements, theme, mood, setting, pace, creatures, and sequence of Magic: The Gathering and its digital forms, Magic Online and Magic: The Gathering: Duels of the Planeswalkers as well as the cards, plots, elements, circumstances, play sequence, and a flow. I don't know what that means. Um, some, some of those things, I understand what they mean. But when you say like the, the flow or the um, plot elements, I don't, I, to say that Wizards has a unique plot or a distinct plot in Magic games is kind of laughable to me. Um, and that Hex is somehow copying that plot, like no. Having played both, I think you're crazy. Um, the elements, maybe I could, maybe I don't. What? what? Um, but the pace and the uh, basic uh, the rule set, the play sequence, I totally agree. The hex is totally ripping them off. So if that's something you can actually patent, which maybe you can only patent it digitally, not in real <laughs> life. Maybe that's part of what's going on here. I don't know. If you can patent that, then yeah, they've totally got something to to make a lawsuit on. And I'm sure they'll settle, and who knows what'll happen. Um, <laughs> Cryptozoic hasn't commented yet, which I've been looking for my email. I was hoping to get like a big letter from them about what's going on with uh, with that, and uh, nothing yet from from Cryptozoic. Usually, get like a weekly email from the Hex folks, and uh, nothing nothing this week. It's yeah, they're a little tied up little at the t- moment. They're a you know, I, I called and uh, just got voicemail and haven't got a return yeah. call. I'm thinking they're a little busy. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm <laughs> I don't. I don't know what they could be busy with. But yeah, <laughs> no, 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 uh, no update from Hex this week. Hmm. Hmm. Oh well. Uh, let's see. So uh, yeah, there, there's the Hex thing. Persona Three: The Movies got a new trailer. You can go watch that. They've got it up on Polygon. You can find it around the internet. We don't have it on our site yet, but uh, that's uh, it's, it's it's a Japanese trailer. This is Persona Three: The Movie. It's uh, coming out in Japan June seventh. Um, it's a sequel to the previous Persona Three movie. So it happens on a summer vacation as members of Cess come across and battle Aegis as well as another group of Persona users called Strega. So I don't know what's going on. So I I don't really get the what's going on in the movie plot line. So you can go check that out. If you want to watch the trailer, we've got the Vetus. Oh, no, that's that was for me. That shouldn't be in these notes. <laughs> um, let me edit that and take that out of this. That was personal link. Uh, we have... Uh, <laughs> Diablo game guide. So if you're if you're getting all those legendaries in Diablo and you're like, I don't understand what's going on in the story of this game. Well, 
on the official website, you can at us.battle.net slash D3 or just search for Diablo 3 on Google or something. There is a game guide called The Story of Diablo. Chapter 1, The Darkening of Tristram. From the moment of heaven, algae's creation. The, uh, so that's my very bad Decker that's, Kane. I'm that's sorry. Just, that's just a little scary how well yeah. you do that, Chris. <laughs> well, it, it's a very easy voice to do. I think everybody can make an attempt at Deckard Kane. So you can, uh, there's 53 pages of this, and you can and get caught up on what happened in the Diablo 3 backstory. Um, plus their retcons that they made when they released Diablo 3, I guess, because it's not exactly the same as Diablo 1 and 2. But, uh, yeah, there you go. And that's there's that. Um, and it's got, like, nice little Diablo artwork in it. So it's like you're reading a book. If you don't want to buy the Book of Cain and the Book of Tyriel, you can just read through this instead. Um, so, oh, and finally, because, I, I, Cassandra, this is for you. I know you're big into Persona 4 fighting games, right? You got... Persona 4 Arena, you get the max skills? Uh, no. <laughs> no? Okay. Well, now you can, you're can. you going to be able to pl- buy Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, which really sounds like some sort of feminine care product. Um, but uh, Persona Re- 4 Arena Ultimax, it's uh, pre-orderable now, $59.99. It'll be out later this year. Um, Atlas has announced it. It is the sequel to Persona 4 Arena. It will feature playable characters from both Persona 3 and Persona 4, which the first game also had. And I don't know. Uh, so show Minazuki, and there's a show lookalike, and I don't know what's going on. Uh, is this like... It's going to be on PS3 and 360. So this is... Isn't this just like the sequel that adds just a few characters? So like, why would you buy all this? I did, that's exactly what I was thinking, Chris. I, I didn't want to jump in and sound like the negative Nilly, but I'm just... I keep looking at this. I'm like, the point would be... Um, yeah. I, I'm I, not it should be a DLC yet. update for the old one is what they should do. That, that's what I was thinking, too. It just... Mm. I don't see enough there just yet, but maybe I've missed an article or something explains to me why this is going to blow my mind and be worth another $60. Pete, uh, Ultimax will feature new enemies and fighting mechanics for every character, each of which has their own storyline to explore. So I guess they've rebalanced the game entirely or something. But okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> so if you're really into that stuff, there you go. If you just want to play the story, you could probably stick with your current copy. Um, <laughs> and if all you care about is the story, boys and girls, you could probably go to YouTube for yeah, free. Yeah, it'll be faster. Yeah, and it'll be a lot faster and a lot less aggravating. Yeah, I mean, I do, I haven't gotten through all of that one, but my experience with fighting games, where I'm trying to get through the storyline, is that I get really pissy towards the last third of the game where they really ramp up the difficulty because I'm not a fighting game expert. Tiggs, I just want to see the story. Tig says that the plot on P4A ends in a way that they could continue the plot with this new one. So I don't know. I haven't finished Persona 4 Arena, so I don't know how the plot wraps up. Um, maybe they could have a sequel. Maybe that's what this is doing. I don't know. And I'll have to wait. See a, a video. Uh, all right, that's it. That's all I got for news. Did I miss anything? It's short. I'm sorry because, you know, we had a show on Tuesday, so not that much happened. All that Microsoft stuff happened for the Tuesday show, so. No? I've Sandra, got nothing. You got nothing? All nope. Right. Favorite uh, Pokemon, Cassandra. Go. Uh, Lugia. Okay, like, Lu- and Cario. Phil. Wait, you can't pick two. Sorry, okay, just Lugia. Lugia. All right, Phil. So if I say P, 
Pikachu here. Pika! Is that the wrong answer? No, that's the right uh, answer. That's right okay, answer. all right. Uh, that's one of the things I'm happy about my conjurer. He's got a carbuncle that looks exactly like Pikachu. Just got two tails instead of one. Uh, you're both and wrong. That makes me the happy. answer is Smugleaf. And let's uh, let's, let's wrap up the show. It's Snivy. Smugleaf. <laughs> I named mine Smugleaf. All right, Dragon Guard three. Dragon Guard three is out on May twentieth. As is Transistor. We got to review it for Bound by Flame. You can go check out uh, what <laughs> what Alex thinks about Bound by Flame. Um, Here's a hint. It's not good. <laughs> and uh, we've got uh, a... We have a pen and paper kind of preview up going on. It's called Valiant Universe RPG. Uh, Scott wrote this up. You can go check it out. Uh, the Valiant U- Universe RPG Quick Start Guide. He's got a preview of it. Go check out this new uh, role-playing property and see what he thinks of that. And that's what we got. So I'm going to ask you three what I ask everybody at the end of the show. What are you going to be playing over the next week? Phil. Uh, geez, I think I might play some Final Fantasy XIV Clash of Clans. Um, yeah, I am... No, nothing everybody... new at all? No, no changes? No aspirations? Just the same stuff? No, because fourteen is big enough to where it'll easily take the whole week of what little free time I have. Right. Uh, you know, but people like useless MMO talks, so to be more specific, I'll be... Um, uh, my first week uh, has been you know, leveling up my Arcanist to get through those quest storylines, but now that I've unlocked uh, some major transportation and the such, my focus this week will be leveling up my subclasses. I'm working on Conjurer... Uh, and Gladiator, so like I said earlier, so I can have access to Paladin Scholar eventually. Um, I'm also working on Gathering because in World of Warcraft, I made a metric crap ton of gold by just gathering and not doing professions and sell and selling everything that I gathered on the auction house. Mm-hmm. It is so I'm hoping that strategy will work here because the the one of the re- main reasons Shirley also got into this game is housing. Now they don't have player housing yet; they have guild housing. Which costs like two million, three million yeah. gil or whatever. But they are doing, you know, they are talking a lot that they are moving towards player housing. And that's one thing she loved about Ultima. So they were, you know, our goal is that by the time housing comes out in, you know, three, six, nine months, whatever that time frame is, we'll be ready with crap tons of money. So I'll be working up my professions in the meantime and working up my levels. But yeah, this week we'll be working on subclasses. Do you play on then- PC or PS4? Uh, PC, but I am intrigued by the uh, PS4 version. I think it would be nice to just sit on my couch and knock out some of that uh, gathering and grinding and stuff. Uh, I am, I am just, I, I, it's just one of those things where I just may get a hair up my nostril one day and stop by Best Buy and pick up the the PlayStation copy. Mm-hmm. I want to know if I buy the PlayStation copy and I tie in my current account to that copy, do I get another month? Because uh, uh, normally I when you buy it. A- copy of the so. game you get a month yeah because when we bought this on steam it was 30 bucks uh each but mm-hmm. in each one of us got a month with that yeah so i haven't put down my credit card yet onto uh square enix's I'm website afraid i don't know yeah so i, I want to look into that before i plug i think it's 40 dollars for the playstation 3 version so no, you want the ps4 version i mean four four yeah sorry my bad um yeah but it, it, it does you it does intrigue up the me. ps3 version when it was on sale a few months ago for 15 bucks and then you could have signed up for that and then uh transferred it for free to ps4 right yeah that's the yeah way i heard about it. that so uh, yeah and uh, i'll use this opportunity yeah i should feel bad yeah there you go i you should feel wasted ashamed. a monetary uh we didn't even know we were going to play this till a week ago no, you should have like, known oh, should have you know, known i should have known yeah should have had the foresight yeah i will use the game. Some- 
Yeah, I will use this opportunity to plug the RPG backtrack. Uh, yeah, we just uh, we just uh, did uh, Blue Dragon. That you went stole up on my the wife site. for that show. Yeah, she was awesome. She was great because I know crap about Blue Dragon, and after listening to them talk about it ad nauseum for an hour or so, I am you know uh, wishing about it I now. know too much about it now. Yes. And, so, uh, but go back and definitely listen to that. That's what we do in the RPG backtrack. We talk about those um, old school RPGs from way back when, right up through yesteryear. So you can determine whether or not it needs to stay in your backlog or something you need to move to the top or something you need to turn to a coaster. So, um, and yeah, so go check it out. We're going to talk about a little game called Fallout 3. I believe that's, we're recording that this oh. week. So Fallout 3 coming soon to an RPG backtrack near you. And I made an off-mic appearance at the beginning of the show, apparently. I don't know. Huh. I shouted something. I don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I vaguely recall that. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I don't. I was, yeah. All right. I, so, what said, I was but... sick. <laughs> um, let's see. The, Strawberry, what are you going to be playing? Uh, not much from what this week. More oh. Bravely Default. Probably a little more Pokemon. Still need to breed up those Esper. Haven't gotten around to that. And I'm hoping more Baroque and Boktai. We'll see. If it ain't Baroque, don't fix it. Indeed. Yeah. And, all right, so anything else? Um, oh, what am I going to play? Okay, so I'm going to Vegas for a work convention. So I will actually um, probably only be playing very little. So I've got, I'll bring my Mario Golf. I'll bring my Kindle. And I will bring my, um, what that, there's no games on my Kindle. Why did I even say that? Oh, because I'm looking at it. It's charging in front of me. Uh, and I will bring uh, bring my laptop and steal Anna's laptop instead and play some Diablo 3 and try and get more legendaries. Yeah, that's probably what will happen. And, and Oh, and I'll enjoy Vegas and, and you know, forget games because I'm, I'm in Vegas. Ha <laughs> ha. All right, that's all I'm going to do. And uh, that's it. So do we have a new question for the week? Um, uh... uh yeah, I, I, okay, here we go. Here we go. Mm. What, 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 what game would you like to hear us talk about next on the RPG backtrack? Aha. Wait, oh. no, you're stealing up my question <laughs> to make your podcast better. <laughs> but I don't have a better idea, so go for it. Send in your suggestions yeah. for what they should talk about on backtrack. Um, where can they find a list of what you've already talked about? Uh, you can head on over to rpgamer.com. Uh, there's a link to both the RPG cast, the RPG backtrack, and there's a new one out there, isn't there? Uh, what was it called? The new podcast. Anyways, there's another the one out there. Active topical banter. Uh, Thank show. you, Cassandra. Your lifesaver. What banter? Active the active topical banter. Show of topical banter. Active. Oh, it's ATB. Active time. Yes. Active yes. time. Okay. <laughs> ah, I get it. And the lights turn on. Uh. Uh, <laughs> so you can you can listen. Who's yeah, you on can this see. One? It. Oh, Scott's doing it. Okay, Scott, Mac, mm-hmm. Trent, and Sam. When are they doing these shows? Oh, it's once a month. Yes. it looks like. I yeah, wanna, uh, they never invited me. <laughs> it was on the forums, Chris. It was. <laughs> yeah, I don't read the like forums. Staff forums. Okay. I, 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 how do I say? How do I? Where is this? I'm gonna go right now and volunteer. <laughs> Anywho, oh, uh, all the previous RPG backtrack and RPG cast and all those shows can be found right there. All right, fine. Rah, 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 rah. Hold on. Where is this? 
Where is this? You tell me where it is. You tell me where it is, Phil. It's right there on the left-hand side. No, no, our, not it, where is the show. Where on the forums do I need to go in the staff? Oh, room? heck, it's been so long I forgot. It's been that long? Oh, yeah. no. They, I, I'm yeah, behind. It's been a while. I'm behind. I'm thinking oh. it was the forums. I mean, where else do I listen to you guys talk? Because I, 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 I don't go into IRC. Well, you should. I'm sure it was the forums. Yeah. They kind of blocked out IRC at work, so yeah. Okay, well, that's it. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. You can catch us every week at 9 a.m. Pacific Noon Eastern right here at rpgamer.com slash live. You can download us on iTunes. Please leave us a review. A review. Five stars, five stars, five stars. Please leave us a review. And uh, thank you for uh, uh, enabling us to do our, our Blizzard bucks. Um, Diablo 3, ka-ching. <laughs> Blizzard, ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. Uh, World of Warcraft, ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. And um, I think that's it. Uh, follow us on Twitter at rpgamer. You can follow us on Facebook at rpgamer. Uh, just facebook.com slash rpgamer something like that just search for rpgamer you can give us a shout out um, by calling our phone number 608-729-4098 608-729-4098 that's 608-729-4098 it's been weeks since I've gotten a call I want you all to call I don't care if you have anything to talk about you can talk for five minutes this week I'm giving you carte blanche the limits are off just call with a drunk dial with whatever you're feeling just call if you want to do like Mac did and do a sketch of um, Team Rocket and go do it just call 608-729-4098 leave your message we'll play him here on the show next week and with that I'm going to leave you all thanks everybody for joining us thanks, special thanks to uh, Phil Willis and Cassandra Ramos for being my guests this week and we will catch you next time on RPG Cast. bye everybody bye bye Bye. There he goes. Yay.